Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence again this evening. Father, tonight I'd like to speak on two more things about the earth that are in the writing that I'm about to bring out, which is about what you see when you look down and watch us worship. And Lord, these are a couple items about worship that I would like to speak about that are regarding the earth and the particles of the earth. I've been explaining, and what's in the writing will explain the events of the first four days of the creation mainly. But we've talked about the creation in several audios this week. And Lord, I'd like to tonight look at two items that are very important to us about this time so that people can understand the warfare that we're going through at this time and what we're about to face and what's about to happen because we are in the morning of the day of the Lord. That's very important for us to understand. I've pointed that out from scriptures to the Lord and I've tried to make known your words. And Lord, you're verifying it with your prophetic word. You're telling the people the separation judgment comes. We know that that occurs in the morning of the day of the Lord. You've helped us to come to that knowledge. Lord, you were willing to bring your morning early. You, you would have cut the night short. You would have done all those things for the people. Anything was possible if we would have come out of the world and entered into the light and called forth your kingdom and did what you wanted us to do, which was the morning fast for the people. But Lord, I've explained in several audios that you're about ready to send out the fishermen. I've explained what the fish are, the words of God that are within us. I've explained how those are, Lord, as you've made known from the scriptures. Lord, this is not something that I say I am made known. Dear Lord, I'm only recording what is in your scriptures and trying to give the people your scriptures that they may decide on their own because they must choose the knowledge of truth. They must choose to be set apart from the world by truth, which is a requirement that you put upon all of us in John seventeen seventeen, especially in this day. You told us in John twelve forty eight we're going to be judged by your words. And Lord, I've been trying to make known these words and the ways of them. And Lord, it is very difficult because people look at the ways of your kingdom coming on earth like they see the ways of the kingdoms of the earth. Other words, Lord, they don't really expect a dramatic change because you've taken over the dominion of the earth. They don't expect that everything done in your kingdom is much different than the way it's done in the way of the world today. Dear Lord, you're going to enable us to be like little gods, John 10, 34 to 37, because you said to him whom the word comes, they become like a little god. And you tell us in Paul's writings in Romans that the earth is waiting for the sons of God to arise, to rise up. And Lord, that's what they do. Dear Lord, in why you say or why Paul says rise up, the reason is because those who receive the words will be set apart with those who are, I mean, you're going to be set apart to receive the purification, the uh, the 
the making white and the refinement. They will stand because they have the promise in John 5.24 of receiving eternal life and passing through these judgments. People in eternity stand. They do not lay on their bellies like all those that go into the pit. Dear Lord, all those that are cast out into your presence, your prisons in the outer darkness, in the abyss or Guiana, or lake of fire, whatever you want to call it. Dear Lord, it's called Guiana, but the interesting thing, lake of fire means because your word is constant with them until they completely dry out their spirit. And Lord, they will stay out there forever and ever in torment, unfortunately. That's their choice they make, and they're making their choices now. And Lord, that's the point. We must make a choice. Do we want to enter your kingdom? Do we want to concentrate and learn and knowledge, dear Lord, of truth, the way it is in your kingdom versus the way it is in the world? Nothing in the kingdom is done in the same manner. People that talk about going up and and was taken up to paradise, they saw amazing things being done. Houses being constructed of many things. But, Lord, everything is done differently there. Dear Lord, it's completely a different way of life. It's a joyful way of life. Nobody really wants to leave there and come back to here, I could imagine. Dear Lord, it was, when you experience that, it must be really hard to come back. Lord, you've sent a few back to do the work, to make others known. And marvelous are those that did that and testified. But what they didn't come back with was they did not know the words they were hearing. In other words, Lord, they couldn't discern the words yet because the Father had not caused it to be that he's causing the Spirit to move and cause people to hear your words, cause them to want to turn. He offered this to the house of Israel, and they rejected him, rejected you, and rejected the Father back when you were on the earth, and even in after that with the disciples. And it was taken away from them in Acts twenty-eight, twenty-eight. It's the reason why the book of Acts ends the way it does. It's the end of Paul's testimony to take the word to the rest of the Jewish nation, which was in Rome. They'd already rejected it in, Israel, in Jerusalem. Now they rejected it in Rome, and that represented all the Jewish houses outside of Israel. They were the, the speaker of that, the powerhouse, because the world was at that time and now all area was controlled by Rome. And dear Lord, it today is, is likened to this. Lord, you've called for the fishermen to come out, but they will not hear so far. And Lord, we're praying that they will get the message and want to come out. Tonight, dear Lord, I'd like to give a couple insights to the way to deal with what's coming. And dear Lord, I pray that they will accept that and understand it very well. The first one I want to talk about is the issue of the dust. And this is talking about the dust of the earth that the, when they go and the people reject the word uh, this is when the fishermen go out dear lord and they're going to go out because you don't change your ways it's going to be likened in many ways to like it was back in when you sent the disciples out uh, when you were on the earth and you sent them out dear lord that's the way it is at this time because you are on the earth you said you're calling from mount seer dear lord your spirit is here you're calling forth and you're asking the people to come out to you Lord, you're going to separate them at the separation judgment. You are at the throne, but your spirit here, dear Lord, of you is moving. And dear Lord, the angels are moving. Dear Lord, this is the time when people are being called. And dear Lord, we pray that they'd understand something very important. Dear Lord, and the second part we're going to talk about is the nourishment of wisdom in Revelation 12. And what it means to be 
in uh, that the, the devil cannot be in the presence of those with the words. Dear Lord, everything is different. We we judge what's going to happen by the ways of the old law or the ways of the things that we have to do now before the people get the words. But once they have the words and are in the kingdom, everything is different. Because the kingdom is within us. It's the words of God that when we make them alive by seeking you, you will cause them to be made known to us and we'll understand. And I pray, Lord, that people will grasp a hold of that great message because it's really true and how marvelous it is. Now, People at this time, Lord, it's a very difficult thing because the people cannot understand that the darkness that's here at this time is, well, let's go to Job 40.13, which is an interesting verse. It says, hide them in the dust together, bind their faces in hidden darkness. You know, when I'm talking about is this when you when you said in Matthew ten? Um, let's go the, these scriptures here that are about this are Matthew ten five to fifteen, Mark six seven to thirteen, Luke nine one to six. Once again, it's Matthew five to fifteen, Mark six seven to thirteen, and Luke nine one to six. This is when you sent out the disciples. You sent them and you gave them power and authority over all demons to, and to cure diseases. And you sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And Lord, when you did this, the demons ran from them. Understand, it's important to understand these times. Because what you were representing them is the same as now. But the key point on this is this. When you're sent out with power and authority over the demons at this time, his fishermen, his fishermen, when he sends them out with the words, the laws that existed previously are not the same as they exist now when you send these people out. Because they have power and authority. Power and authority. Demons have to leave from them. And when they come into presence of some places, demons will flee from them. It's a, it's a very interesting phenomenon because light and darkness, when the light comes in power, darkness has no place. When you go into a house and they receive you and you say the words peace, see, there's a difference. People say you have to cast out the demons and you can't do it without them coming out of them. I'm not trying to disregard that because that is the trueness, trueness in all the cases of the present time unless those with the words. When they have the knowledge of the words and the authority to speak the words, then you have a different set of laws, laws that are higher than these ways that we have now that the shepherds go by and so forth. Remember that Matthew seven twenty one to 23, he tells us that these guys who were casting out demons and prophesying in his name and healing the sick and so forth in his name were lawless. So what happens when you come with the law? Because his truth is the law. Well, Psalms 119, 142. Psalms 119, 160 tells you all the entirety of God's words is truth. And it's by his truth, by his words that he made all things. When he spoke it, it had to go. So you can come in the way of righteousness in a different way 
than others. Because God tells us a very important secret in Psalms 1, uh, Proverbs 1.23. If people will turn to you and seek the words, he will send out his spirit and cause you to know his words. And if the light comes into a person, darkness is underfoot. Darkness is underfoot. It has to come out. Darkness, when Jesus comes down, like he says, when he comes, he will come down and walk on darkness. It'll be under his feet. You have to understand that there's a difference in the kingdom of God versus what we have had versus what we're going to have. I remember what he said in Matthew seven twenty one to 23, that he, all those guys that did that, prophesied in his name, cast out demons in his name, and so forth, they had what? They were cast out of his kingdom because they were lawless. They would not hear the words. They thought they were rich in knowledge, filled with the Spirit, like he says in uh, Revelation three fourteen to 22. But what we're talking about here on the dust is important. We have to understand that the way of the dust is important at this time. When you go to Revelation 12, 15, or 13 to 17, it tells you there that when the devil has been cast down to the earth, which has happened from the beginning of the day of the Lord, and he's here for 24 and a half years before he gets cast into the pit. He's here during this time. He's not on another planet. He's not up in the second heaven. He's not down in the pit. He has no authority over the abyss. He has no authority or there's no aliens and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Demons can take different shapes. Devils can take different shapes. That's the way they are. They can do that fact. But they're cast down here on earth right now. They're not in you know, Mars. They're not in a planet that's going to come. They're not in anything else like that. God says they've been cast out of the second heaven and are on the earth in Revelation 12 from the beginning of the day of the Lord because he said when the kingdom comes, the kingdom comes when the entrance of the words come. When God causes his spirit to move on the earth and cause the words to again be received on the earth, that's the beginning of the day of the Lord, Zechariah 14, I mean, uh, yeah, 14, 7. It is also the way it is in Hebrews 10, 26 to 27. At that time, willful sins will be punished. What the Lord tells these guys to do is this. He says, he said, now whatever city or, let's read Matthew 10, 5, we'll, we'll catch it there. It says here, he says, do not go into the way of the uh, way of a Gentile. See, at that time, they couldn't go to the Gentiles. They were supposed to go to the house of the Jews. Because the demons had authority in the house of the Gentiles. Now they have no authority because the dominion's been removed from the beginning of the morning of the day of the Lord. Actually, from the winter time. The demons have no authority to have dominion because dominion's been taken from them and given to the Lord. So those who walk with the Lord, with his words in him, because he is the word, he is the way, the truth, and the life. If you have the knowledge of the words and you're actively walking in the way of righteousness, not seeking vengeance, not seeking these other things, but walking in the way of righteousness to do the harvest, because he sends out his fishermen first and hunters later. So what he's asking for is to repair the breach right now. And he's trying to repair the breach. is a huge breach. The breach is the kingdom. We are walking in the way of the world and worshiping in the way of the world. 
<clears throat> doctrines of men. Our translation of the Bible isn't correct because we're not listening to all the scriptures, not obeying the scriptures, and not hearing them clearly. <clears throat> we're removing ourselves from the power, which he tells the Ecclesiastes 8.4, the power of the king is in his words. And Jesus is now our king from the beginning of the morning when he took away the dominion. All the leaders of the nations have no authority or right of dominion to hold power. If you walk in the way of the words, not, he says, you have to walk before him, Micah 6, 8, in humility and in good works. He wants you to do good. He wants you to be in truth. He wants you to walk with full knowledge. Jesus didn't have any problem. He knew where he could go. He knew where he was to be, what he was sent to do, and he went to do that. And when he did that, they had no power over him. Demons couldn't enter him. Nothing could happen to them. Demons had to flee from his presence. When the devil came to him, he could talk to him. He could try to tempt him, which is what the devil has authority to do at this time. If you read Revelation twelve thirteen to 17, he tells you in there very clearly that the devil, the dragon, has authority to do what? He has authority to, uh, to uh, persecute or to cause her, the, the woman to have trouble. And a woman is the spirit of truth, the words of God that are in us. They can give us trouble until we come out of the world and speak. You remember what he said is those of the earth will open them. The earth will open its mouth. The earth will open its mouth and swallow the flood of the dragon. It comes out of his mouth. And the dragon will leave. He'll be furious and he leaves because he has no authority over those of the earth. Who are really of the earth? Remember, those of the earth are the ones that are going to stay here. Otherwise, they're going to be of the kingdom of God and they're going to reign with him forever. Yes, the kingdoms, the earth is going to be uh, burnt with fire because God's going to put everything in place and layer everything that's needed for the eternity. Right now, we have everything in the earth for this time. And then there's going to be the millennium. And I think there's a little bit of fire coming at that time when he changes things because people are going to live 120 years and so on. But God has a lot of things and he's going to remove the particles of dust of the people, everything he had for them. He's going to remove it from them because they've been cast into the prisons of God. He'll bring them back for the judgment. But we'll see all those things. That's complicated for tonight. What I'm talking about in Matthew 5, 15 to 25 is related to Revelation 12 because we are in the day of the Lord. And I want to phrase it so that you can see the difference between the time the Lord came for the house of Israel and the time he came now. When these disciples went out, they had power, authority over them. <clears throat> and those demons knew, for example, when those guys went in and they said in the name of the Lord, um, you know, he cast them out because he spoke to them and uh, and uh, the demons attacked those two guys. Paul talks about that in his in the book of Acts. He says, Paul, we know. <laughs> and Silas, we know, I think it is. And he said, uh, but we don't know you. And see, these who are walking without law, they have, the, you know, they've been calling on the name of the Lord and all that. But remember what happens. In John 9, 4, 5, when the light leaves those of the world and those of the world are going to be judged by his words, John twelve forty eight. Matthew seven twenty one to 23 tells you that these are of the world. There's many people casting out demons and, and doing all this works. 
they're going to be cast out. Because why? They're lawless. And the demons have power over them. And they're going to come into them in great power. See, right now you can cast out a demon and he has to leave because God still is trying to show his, his, his ways to the people. But when you get the words of God and you start doing the ways of the kingdom and seeking and mourning and following exactly what it's saying in Joel 2, 12 to 20, and that is your heart's desire, that we would come to a point where our attitude is we want to seek the Lord for mercy for all those who are going to be destroyed and cast out because they would not hear. Tells you in Joel 2, 12 to 20, they have to be sanctified. Sanctify the congregation. They're not doing that. They're casting out demons. They're healing them. They're trying to do all those things. That's nice. But the kingdom of God has to be first. Seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God comes in the words. He tells you that clearly. Get the words in you, and then all those other things will be handled. All those other things will be handled. Demons will flee from you because they cannot stay as it says in Revelation twelve thirteen to 17, when wisdom goes into the wilderness, in other words, come out of the world, like he says, come out of, the, out of the city of Babylon, come out into the wilderness, set yourself apart by truth, because those who are of the truth are really the ones that are in the wilderness right now because people don't like them. They're strange to them. Those who have the words are strange to them, same as Jesus' day. Jesus wasn't staying in Jerusalem because they wanted to kill him. He was taking the message that God had got him. He had to go to all those other cities first and make known the word. But we have to come out to the wilderness, come out to the from the world and seek the words. And when the words enter, what's it say? It says, she, wisdom, is nourished, nourished for a time, times and a half time. The whole time of the day of the Lord, the 24 and a half years, a time of times and a half times, a 24 and a half year period that started in 2003 in April spring of 2003 what happened from that time on she's nourished from the presence of the dragon the when she gets the words and starts doing the ways of the words she grows that's food of the kingdom coming into you when you're doing the ways of the words and good works the demons have to depart from you that's a law in the way of the kingdom that is different than the law and the way of the world we're in now because we are walking in the ways of the world and we don't believe it. We think we're rich in the kingdom and so forth. But read Luke 21, 34 to 36. Everybody's caught in a snare. We are waiting at this time because we've come to the morning of the day, Lord. And the Lord tells us in the, in the morning he will raise up the upright. He will give them the kingdom. He'll give them dominion. He says he's going to give dominion to the upright in the morning. We have to get dominion. Because God has got dominion at this time. He can give it to whoever he pleases. He's taken it away from the beast kingdoms. They don't have it anymore. They're ruling artificially. They're ruling without authority of Romans 13 because God has taken away from them, as he says in Daniel 7, 9 to 14. And he tells you he's risen as the son of righteousness in um, Malachi 4, 2. He's come as the king of kings in the morning. He came with the winter time. He was calling out his people because God took the dominion away in the winter time. And now it's the morning. Seven years of the morning started in spring of this year. And the Lord has dominion. 
The devil does not have dominion. If you come out and believe in him and do what he asks you to do, all these things, the darkness will leave you and the light will enter you and then healing will come. People want to be healed. They want to get these things and let God show us, oh, that he's real. You have to show it. We're in the day of judgment. We are being judged. Read Daniel 7, 9, 14. Read John 12, 48. We're being judged by the words of God when we hear him because he's calling out his words. He's been telling us for all these years, the 14 years now, get the truth, get the knowledge of truth, get the words of wisdom you do not know. And people just scoff at this. Oh, we know the words. We've had them since the 50s. How is that possible when the Lord says they wouldn't be open until the time of the end when the light enters the world? And it's going to be a time of a time, a, a time of times and a half time, 24 and a half years. If it was in the 50s, it's 24 and a half years to be already up. So all oh, that's a lie. It wasn't true. I've heard preachers say that. that they had it all. We know what it means. Well, no, you don't. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be too critical. I'm just, we got to get wise. We got to get some knowledge of truth here. It's not an occult. This is right from the scriptures, and we're ignoring these scriptures. We ignore Zechariah um, 10, 1 to 4, what's telling you there. That he's angry at all the shepherds and the people are in the goat herds. We think we're, our churches are filled with the Spirit because we're hearing from the Lord. We're healing people, casting out demons. And read Matthew seven twenty one to 23. It says, Lord, Lord, there's going to be many of those of that day. Cast out demons in his name. Prophesied in his name. Healed in his name. And he says they're going to be walking out. In the, I mean, they're going to be out with the wicked being punished with the plagues on earth. Because why? They're lawless. They will not receive the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of the words of God, which are going to be judged by in this day. To be saved, you've got to come. You know, when he says God desires you to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That's the way of God. He doesn't teach knowledge in a download. Read Isaiah 28, 9 to 13. It's the law of knowledge. Line by line, precept on precept. Line by line, it means it's in the scriptures. It's measured out. And he did it over time. The whole plan is over time. Now let's look at the particles and what that means in Matthew 5. It tells you this. It says, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans. Now this is back in the times when the Lord only came for the house of Israel. Now he's coming for the whole world, including the house of Israel. But the Gentiles are going to receive it, as Paul says in Acts 28, 28. It seems a miracle to me because we've been speaking of it for 14 years and very few received it. But they have. There has been a there's been a candlelight. There's enough for a candelabra of people that really have the knowledge of truth, I believe. It says, But go, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. How does the kingdom of heaven come? The kingdom of God is going to come on earth as it is in heaven. What is heaven? Heaven is created by the words of God. All those, you're not of God if you will not hear his words, John eight forty seven. You don't love God if you will not hear his words, John fourteen, twenty three to twenty four. You're not going to be a son of God unless you receive his words. Right now the people are getting it in paradise. But now we're in the night time of judgment of the day of the Lord, actually in the morning time, and it's too late. People who are dying to go to paradise, maybe they're lucky. Maybe God takes them there. But if they've heard the words and rejected the message and they've scoffed at it, they're scoffing at the Holy Spirit because John 3.34, his words only come with the full measure of God in it, his spirit in it. He says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. 
freely you have received, freely give, provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor beg bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now, <clears throat> this is what I'm talking about. People who do not have, I mean, if they're being blocked by the, the, the demons that are in them, demons have to obey you at this time if you have the knowledge of the words of God and you can speak to them. But you'll see that they will flee from your presence. They will not enter you. They will talk to you. They will try to lure you, but they have to leave you because he gives you authority over them Authority is going out. If they come up against you, you have authority to speak for them in righteousness. And you've got to know that all the enemies of God's kingdom are demonic. Their father's the devil. So you have authority to speak the words of God and do them. You have to be wise in how you're doing this. But you can tell these people and teach them the people. See, the best thing you can do casting out demons is to explain the knowledge of truth. Because with the knowledge of truth, the demons have to leave. Because the people don't want them and they want the light and they will pray to the Lord and the Lord will cleanse them. If we cast them out and haven't taught them any knowledge of truth, have we helped them? Because they're going to go away and, and immediately it's going to come back in if they because it's like stony ground. It won't do them any good and the devil's going to come back at them even harder because they rejected to hear the knowledge of truth. Demons are sin. They are in there because we allow them to be for sin. Sorry. Read John, James five nineteen to 20, and the fact of it is, if you bring people to the knowledge of truth, what happens? You cover a multitude of sins. This is a way of doing it. There's many ways, what I'm trying to point out, of demons being cast out, many ways of these things being done. But the terrible thing for people is to understand and reject the knowledge of truth. What I'm trying to point out is there is two differences here. Two differences here. See, if the people in their heart don't really want to hear the word, the demon's going to stay. And even if you cast out the demon in them when they, they're scoffers in their heart, it hasn't done them any good. Do you get what I mean? So there's ways of doing this. There's marvelous ways of those with the words who bound a city. They try to bind the city. You know, they bind a building. They bind a business. They do these kind of things, walking in the way of the words, to set the stage for them to appear and come with the knowledge of truth at some point when God guides them there. The Lord will guide you whether to speak to them or to show up. They will flee in your presence. If it really filled with the Spirit and they know they're in trouble, they don't want to be cast out. Now, please understand why this is. Understand that they have authority to be here for a time, a times, and a half, half time. His dominions have an authority here. But they cannot come against the words of God because she, wisdom, is nourished during this time. Remember, it says that she was carried by the wings of uh, two great wings of an eagle, righteousness and justice. Eagle is the Lord's spirit hovering over us, looking over us. And what happens with this is one of the four spirits, for example, 
It's the counsel of the Lord. When you are nourished by the counsel of the Lord, we will understand what to say and what to do because that's the way of the fourth spirit of God. A devil can't handle that. So there's many ways of doing that. Consider Elisha. When this army came at him, they wanted to kill him and all those people were following evil leaders and so forth. He brought them into the city and fed them and the spirit of God came upon those people and they never came back to attack, even though they'd be hired like mercenary soldiers because they were a soul, an army that was hired to send. They paid for these armies. But those guys, those raiders, never came back again. The Bible clearly states that because he did the way of the words for them. Did he cast out their demons? No, he gave them something better, something that would protect that city for a period of time. So what I'm saying to you, be wise in casting out demons, understanding they have to flee from you if you use the words in wisdom. Now, people at this time, they're going to be judged by the words, and there's not time. If you go into a place and we're coming to the war right now, and the judgment, the, the, the separation judgment is at hand. And that's what the Lord was really pointing to at the time, showing us at that time what's going to be at this time when he sends out the fishermen. Like he says in Jeremiah 14 to 18, 16 to 18, he tells you about the fishermen being sent out. He says, he goes on, he says, Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. Speak the word of peace. Peace be unto this house. If you go into a house and you haven't even analyzed if they're scoffers, if they're anything like that, you don't really want to do that because you're judging them with something holy. And if you give them the power of peace and they reject it, what's going to happen to them? That's bad news for them. So it says, but if it, if, but if it is not worthy, if they are totally like this let your peace return to you if they reject the word after the you know you feel like well these people are going to receive the word and so forth i know people that go to bible studies and people hear the word and then they become scoffers and mock it the knowledge of the truth they don't know what they're doing and you don't want to harm them but if they go out and speak against the message to others then go you know just shake your feet off against this because why it says, and whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Surely I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Consider that was way back then. <clears throat> but see, a city is a way of a people. Like we are a nation of America, here in the, in the U.S., we call ourselves a nation of America, which is, we could argue about that all day long because America is not really the truth. But let's go on about the basics of the land. As I've been explaining, God put everything in the earth to come up in the need we have. God has known what he wants to bring forth in certain areas. He put, like the cold and other things in different areas for purposes. He knows that purpose. We are to discover it. We are to seek him to understand these things. I know there's people praying because they, they've been called to a certain place to do a message. That's marvelous. We need to ask the Lord, what have you prepared in the earth for this place? What have you prepared, Lord, that you want to bring forth in this place 
to make known the glory of the Lord. Do we speak anything in this place for your name? Will you tell me at the time that you want me to speak what you want me to speak? When these people, if they come against it, Lord, what do you want me to say? What is it that you want me to do at that point? In the way of the words. I'm not talking about, you're trying to bring forth the kingdom of God. And if God has called you to a place, he's intent on bringing that kingdom forth. He has prepared everything in the earth from the beginning. So we should want to know what's in the storehouse, Lord. You know, if you're going to go to war, like I talked about last night, if you're going to go to war, you want to know what all your weapons are. You want to know what all the things prepared are. We go forth to do things just based on a doctrine we hear without thinking the whole thing out. We have to ask the Lord about these various things, about how to overcome it, by what is he prepared from the beginning. He knew these places. He knew the appointed times. He knew every particle is going to be put in place, including all the miracles that he's ready to bring forth, the healings that he's ready to bring forth. Do you ask for healings for people who are not really serious about the words? You say, oh, I want to show them the truth. That's an easy way. God said at this time, no sign shall be given to them except for the sign of the prophet Jonah. They have to turn first and repent and mourn and do what it says in Joel two twelve to 20 because in there is a major secret. It says in there, let the bridegroom come forth. In other words, we have to do these things before the bridegroom can be allowed to come forth because God has judged us. We're in the morning. The night was our time of judgment. The last hour of the night was a time of judgment. The books are there ready and we have a little bit of time here to get our name erased out of that book of judgment and put over into the book of life. We're all caught in a snare, and he tells us that with the lukewarm church of this day, which is what we are. We wouldn't be caught in a snare if we were really hot. If we really knew the words of God and knew the truth, we wouldn't be caught like that. And when you take your feet and you testify to the earth that you brought the words to this place and they scoffed at it, That's mocking the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is what fills all the words of God. It's the Spirit of God that's in him for the full measure. He doesn't give it by measure, meaning he knew what was needed at this time. He knew everything. When Jesus sent these people out, he told them exactly what to do and what to wear and what to take along. He says, Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. In other words, he's going to cause the people to prepare what you need what you need for this work. He will cause it to happen when he sends you. It will be done that way. But you better be sent and prepared. And what you need to be doing is asking the Lord in your heart, what is it, Lord, that you've you've prepared what do you put into the earth what are the products what are you know like the bread and so forth Lord, what do you want me to speak to the heavens what do you want me to speak to the earth see the speak to the earth and it will teach us he says well earth will open its mouth and the dragon's flood will be what swallowed up revelation 12 13 to 17 and the dragon cannot be in your presence. If the dragon can't be in your presence, the demons can't be in your presence because they're part of him. Because you have the light in you. And the light, God is light. And God has no darkness in him at all. The darkness surrounds the clouds because it's symbolic of the entirety of the creation. He has authority over. The dark clouds means he has authority over that. 
That's why it's so bad when they walk around the black cube at the mosque seven times counterclockwise. You know what that's doing? It's asking God to remove them from the book of life. In other words, rewind it, Lord, and, and, and remove me like I'd never existed because I'm outside your creation, outside of your heaven. I'm not part of you. You never had put me in the earth. You're, you know, you're asking God to take away everything that you have. And, you know, when God does that, when we do that to ourselves, what happens? It all goes to the elite. They have dominion over everything. They've had it. They've stolen it. Now they don't have the right to do that. It's like the Rothschilds have just said that they're going to take all the gold. I've told you for years that it's in the system that they're going to cause the banks, which they own them all, the major banks, and the FBI, which is its job from the 1930s, was to take the gold. And they're going to collect the gold and the silver from people because that's what they do. Ecclesiastes 2.26 gave them authority to do that if we allow them to rule when they're not supposed to be. You can't go tell them to get out of the rulership right now. You can't go negotiate with them. You shouldn't be trying to run for office and anything at this point because we're in a time of judgment right now. This is it. And so what is happening? When you do that, you're asking to be of them. And it's sad that people, you know, people doing this. They're backing Trump like, oh, he's going to be some answer. Your answer is the Lord has risen. He's now king. We have to fulfill Daniel 9.24. We are in the seven years of Daniel 9.27. The ending's coming with the, like a flood, and God has given you authority because he's in dominion now. What we can't get the authority is because we will not do what it says in Joel 2.12-20 as a people. And even without that, he's looking for fishermen. He doesn't send a fisherman out that he sends out without authority and power over demons and all the rest of them, just like he did then. Matthew 5 and so on. We need to go and we have to understand that the Lord is telling us that you have authority to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. It's our job at this time. Fishermen is to go forth to bring forth the harvest. But the harvest has got to be covered by bringing into the knowledge of truth which covers a multitude of sins. Earth has everything in it. So when you go out and you shake your feet off in that place, you're testifying to the Lord that they have rejected you. You didn't curse them. What you've done is you've done your job. You tried. And when you go out there and you dust your feet off, don't be angry with these people. Don't do anything like that. Just go out there and dust your feet off like the Lord tells you to do. Because vengeance is God's, Hebrews 10, 31. Let God do that. What you've done is you've testified the word was there. Because what you've done is God has prepared everything in the earth that needed for those people. He looks down from heaven all the time to see if we understand Psalms 14, 2 and 3, Psalms 53, 2 and 3. That's what he's wanting us to do. But he wants us to go forth in righteousness trying to enter these houses. When you enter a house, you know that the doors is the way of the words. When you enter the house, it be a really good thing to uh, ask them, and you know, we're going to talk about the knowledge of truth here. Is it is it okay if I just take a little anointing oil and uh, just touch my finger on this doorpost and the threshold? 
I'm not going to jump over the threshold. I'm going to anoint it. And, you know, not that I have any power or anything like that. I'm just asking the Lord to help all of us to come to knowledge of truth. And I think that'll be a much marvelous thing when you do that, if it works. You can choose. I mean, there's so many ways to communicate to the Lord in his words. So many. Choose what is good. Choose the heart to these people that you want to bring them to knowledge of truth. Everything that you need is in the earth at this time. You're protected from the presence of the dragon by the words. See, we have to understand something. We can say that we're fighting against principalities and powers and all those other things. But what's the power? What's the dominions? See, we're walking in doctrine and dominions. Dominions, it's been under the world doctrine. Doctrines of church assemblies and stuff that are lukewarm. God is asking us to come to knowledge of truth. God is asking us to do what he told us to do in Joel, uh, John seventeen seventeen and Joel 2, 12 to 20. If we will do that, God will intervene. He'll drive everything away from us. When he does that, what's that mean? It's the same thing he's saying here. We'll be nourished in the presence. The dragon will have to leave us. And what's the dragon going to do in Revelation 12, 16 to 17? He says he has to leave those people. He has to get out of their presence because he has no authority against us. And why does he want to do that? The reason is, is because we're walking in the counsel of the Lord. When you call forth the earth, when the earth opens its mouth, you can only do that because you have the knowledge of the four spirits of God and the ways of spirits, and you know the four spirit is heaven and earth has control over the earth. You cannot speak to the earth without the heaven giving accord. That's why it says you can speak to the earth and it will teach you, but what's you know it's the heavens that have dominion over the earth right now. Everything's in the earth, but the heavens call it forth. He put the words into the firmament at the beginning of the fourth day of creation. Then he put the planet to heavens. But he put those words up there to control over us, what, to rule over us. We're judged by his words at this time. So when we speak in the way of the words, you know, look up to heaven, understand that the spirit of counsel is what you're asking for, and understand that the fourth spirit is those words that were put up there. God put them in the way of the fourth spirit. They have power and authority over all the things you're going against. And then go forth and speak the words as God guides you by your spirit. He will make known his words to you. He will teach you. The earth will teach you because it's going to open its mouth and swallow the dragon. The flood of the dragon, the works of the dragon, the words of the dragon, the demons of the dragon. All those things will be taken care of. See, there's a difference between words, God's words, and Satan's words. That's where the real war is. It's light and darkness. The demons are under Satan. They follow his words. Fight the words of dragon. Swallow the words of the dragon, which is what he said the power is doing in Revelation 12. Understand the language. Understand what you're up against. Know the war that you're against the principalities and dark places and so forth, that, what's it really talking about? Everything was made by God's words. Satan's trying to build everything on his words. And he's mocking God's words. And he tries to get the people not to hear the words of God because he knows he gets defeated by the words. Overcome him. Faith overcomes him. What's faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You can say in the name of the Lord, I do this. But what's the difference when those words, the spirit of God that's in those words, 
as it says in Hebrews 4.12, knows what's the intent of your heart and what your soul is really about. Have you set yourself apart into the kingdom of God? Are you weeping and mourning and trying to bring forth the harvest? Because the first thing that happens is the harvest here. God is holding up this war while we do the harvest, but we aren't doing it yet because the fishermen will not hear and go out. The fishermen have to hear the words and receive it. He told us that all we'd get was a sign of the prophet Jonah. He came out of prison, spoke the words of God, and the people received it. He didn't want them to receive it. That's bad. You know, it wasn't a perfect Jonah. God is telling you it's not going to be a perfect soul. Jesus came as the perfect one. He was the Jonah that counts. He's the one. At this time, the father, though, said he would cause his words to be received, and a messenger would tell you that the messenger of the covenant is coming. Jesus is that messenger of the covenant. He's coming to confirm the covenant. In other words, we have to receive it. He's coming to confirm it's real. And the covenant is... We can receive the words of God that he paid his price with his blood on that he opened up the temple veil, God tore the temple veil, so we go in and receive the words that wash us clean. That's why water baptism is so marvelous. It takes you back, not, I mean, you have to understand, it takes you all the way back to the beginning. And it, it's what happened in the beginning when the, our particles, our substance was still in the waters. There wasn't yet a firmament, wasn't yet an earth formed earth and it was void of the words but then he said let there be light and the words entered us while we were still particles in the waters before we were taken out of the waters and layered into the earth our, our substance was layered so it comes forth in its appointed time that's what water baptism points to and that's what he's saying you don't have the words but he says if you will do this water baptism what happens i will speak to you because you are showing me that you're turning and wanting to come to the knowledge i'll send out my spirit and cause you to know my words there will be light he promised in ephesian uh, i mean zechariah 14 7 that in the evening there'll be light but he said sadly that in the night and the morning the glorious ones will diminish because many of them that he wanted to come out had been doing good works for him like you know miracles and so forth but they wouldn't receive his law and unfortunately you can't be of god if you won't well, he won't receive his words john eight forty seven, john twelve forty eight, um second corinthians 12 1 to 4 tells us that you know his words can't go into the ones of the world he's going to take the light out of them what light they do have is going to be taken out of them and they're going to go off into the punishment until they might wake up and hear the truth I hope this hasn't been a, a, you know, a confusing message to you. I was trying to explain something really great and powerful to you. I pray that you receive it like that because it's marvelous. Yes, you can speak to demons, but how you speak and what you do ahead of time and all those things, they'll come out. And yes, they can re- they can flee from you because if the devil has to leave those with the words, then the demons have to leave all those that are with you that are with you, that have come to learn the words and so forth. They have to, li- they have to leave. They, you know, it's, the light has entered the place, and you can bind them. He says, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You can speak to them, you can bind them, you can cast them out, you can, you know, do it many different ways, is what I'm saying. Yes, they have to be taken out. But if you have the words, they don't have a part of you. And if you walk towards the kingdom, you're going to begin to shine and shine until you let it shine like the firmament or the 
the stars forever. And the devil will not be there forever. Remember, he's being cast out. He's going to be put into the pit during the whole thousand years of millennium. Then he's going to be only loose for a short time. So I pray that you'll understand these things that will be useful. Think about it, meditate on it, and see what you think. But when you go out from these people, if they reject it, and you you know, to put your feet on the ground, and it's going to be worse for those people. It's sad. We don't want that. God wants all men to come to the knowledge of the truth, but at the other end of it, we have to remember that God wants his glory. And see, God will remove that parts, and it's important to understand, you must remove all things of darkness at this time. That's why we're going to gather up the bones of the people and bury them in a certain place. Because light has to enter. He says the whole earth will do what? The glory of the earth will cover the earth. I mean, the glory of God will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. See, the sea is those of the world, and the waters are those who are, go back and they're humble and they ask God to make known the words to them. It's like going back to the beginning where he says, let there be light, and the light entered, and he separated the light and the darkness. They're the waters. They're separated. And they're ready to enter his kingdom. But the sea is those of the world. And you'll see, the, like on the, on the Queen Elizabeth's 60-year uh, thing when she had that Roman rowboat. Because she's the Holy Roman Empress. She's over the Vatican. She's over all those things. She owns the seas. They've given her the ownership of the seas. The problem of it is she no longer has ownership. She thinks she does and so on. But God has taken dominion. It's removed it from her. And it's just temporary right now what she's doing. She's going to be judged because she's going against the words of God. She's not paying attention that she's lost the dominion or the Rothschilds have lost the dominion and those things. So what is happening? She had on that thing in the front of it, you'll see that there was the, the, the what do you call the, the god of the seas? I can't remember his name now. It starts with a T. Um, anyway, he had him on, she called him the old man Thames, but it really isn't. It's that uh, god of the seas. She had two faces on there and her, he was holding up you know, his words and his his way and his justice or evil justice, whatever you want to call it, was holding up her crown, which she said E-T-U-R, other words, queen uh, by birth. And on the other side of it, she had all these seashells and the beard of the this sea monster, the guy, the, the sea god. It was formed out of a seashell. See, God, he's on the bottom of the sea. Why is that represented? Why is it called the sea? Because when you, if you live, pay attention to the prisons of God, when you look at Guiana and the rest of it, what it is is there's, sea, there's weeds, reeds, reeds, uh, like seaweed down there, very thick and stuff. And it's like the, they grow out of the cloud, that you know, the boundary of the earth, uh, boundary of the creation. They grow out in, even in the book of Jonah. It tells you that their their bodies are entangled in that. They can't get through it. It's like you, you're not going to fall out of the creation. You can't escape. These weeds keep the people in. And that's part of this thing. They listen to the shells and the rest of that, and they think they know everything. But it's false wisdom. It's wisdom that's leading you to death. It's the words of the dragon which all lead to death and their lies and deception. And that's the words that she's hearing and she's ruling by. She will not hear the words of God. You look at her gold state coach, and you'll see these humongous men, which is the same thing on the front and on the back. If you really look careful at those, you'll find that they're, they don't have feet. They have, they're like, um, I mean, it's fishtails is what they have, each one of them. And they have big muscular bodies. They're blowing the horns on the front. and the back, they have the bow 
their bow and they have this, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, they have the rods uh, bound, which is all paganism on the back, the four corners. It's a gold stage coach, four layers of gold. See, four represents the four spirits and the fourth one is the council of God. And they mockingly had their councils higher than God. And on the footsteps of her state coach, you'll see that the face of Zeus is on there, the sun god, because God is coming like the son of righteousness. When she steps onto that coach, she's stepping and honoring Zeus, not God in heaven. She's honoring a, a false god and devil and all these things by doing all that. I hope this has been helpful. I pray that you'll take it to heart and pray about it and think about it and understand what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that things in the kingdom of God are different than they are today. So we need to understand more. We have to increase in knowledge more and be able to call upon him in a better way. That's what I'm trying to say. Because understand, demons are going to be cast out. They're going to depart. It's, it's going to, they're going to flee because the kingdom is coming. The light is coming. When judged by the words means that when you speak the words or do the way of the words, when the power falls and these people turn and have a desire to hear, the demons must leave those people. And there's many ways to do that. That's what, my, what I'm trying to say. So think about all those things and seek God and how you'd like to do it and see if that's correct in your mind. Lord, I praise you. We thank you, Lord, for this appointed time of the judgment that you brought us to. Let us be strong. Let us do good. We ask it in thy precious and thy holy name. Amen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.